neighborhood of Gary, Indiana. AJ, A-Dub, Marco, and Stretch. Keeping it forthright, vulnerable, and... Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's another episode of the Informally Honest Podcast. Y'all, y'all hear that theme music? I know it probably happened last episode too, but did you hear the new theme music? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The hot track? <laughs> yeah. Produced by <laughs> Sam Thousand, written by myself. And that's all me. You gotta get your tag. Y'all gotta get his tag on there. <laughs> Hearing me and all my flat ass yells. Oh, no. Yo, oh man, speaking of which, before we get into it, yeah. do you remember uh, we were in maybe 11th grade? McCray- I, I, I think I, I do. Oh, yeah, you see, like, so yeah, I guess you already know where I'm going. Like, do you yeah. remember that song you wrote for like, we had to do these like assignments where like, right. it was like a about, creative assignment and we could do what we wanted to. It could be a song, it could be a, you know, but I forgot what the, it was based I, on something he was reading. Yeah, I don't remember what reading. it was about, but I remember yeah. it was to the, uh, it was to the cadence of, uh, uh, <laughs> push it. no, not push it, um, touch it. Yeah. Uh, mm, I remember right. yeah. I wrote a dope ass verse, man. But I just was like, I was honestly too shy and like nervous to really spit it right. Because it's, it's and I had and Sean, yo, Sean and Natina, he made a fucking beat. It was like me jumping with, you know, super producer and then fucking up. <laughs> I was like, God damn, this shit was so high. Like, I, yo, him and I rehearsed it beforehand. He was like, that's dope, dude, just like that. And then when it comes down to this, he's like, what the fuck? I said, I said, you just like that. He's like, dog, you're falling short. What the fuck? I had the same shit, man. I had, sta- I had stage fright when I finally got to do it. I, I realized I probably yeah. should have practiced it a lot more than I did. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Because, uh, what was it? I got Dre to do the beat because, you know, DeAndre could always do it. And he even hit me with the turn it up. And I, I was like, ah, adrenaline. <laughs> I know, bro. I know. <laughs> I know, man. I'm just like watching Sean look at me like, dog, you fucking it up for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, hit him with that fucking freeway and uh who's he freestyling with? Cassidy, like, yo, no, no, I can tell him, man. I can tell him, I can tell him. Oh, yeah. throwing a beat. I don't know. He was he was saying throwing a beat. But um, uh yeah, that was a <clears throat> that was that was a moment, man. I remember I, I think I ended something like we could even stop right here. She already gave us our A or something, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, was definitely uh, Miss McCready's class. Uh, that moment, man. Shout, shout out to Carolyn, Carolyn <laughs> McCready. <laughs> yes, sir. Wherever she is, hope she's doing well. The the, the white liberal uh, of every film. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, she used to love her some Neil, man. She used to love her some Neil, bro. Yeah, you know what? Yo, that no, just it's just funny because it came out wrong. I don't I don't want to paint a I don't want to paint a wrong picture, man. That's all. <clears throat> oh, but um so speaking of these like uh developmental moments in your life, um uh, got this. Uh, made this question from the new Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Um, canon events, right? This is a term that was created primarily in that landscape. Pretty much an event that, uh, you, if you think about yourself, if if there was a multiverse and in every universe there's an event that you got to suffer or go through, or uh, not say suffer, but like, in their case, suffer. Uh, what's the, uh, what's an event that you feel like you went through, or a series of events maybe, uh, that you went through and you think you gotta go through in order to uh, be you in every universe? So, uh, uh, Aaron, I think you said you had one, so why don't you start us off? Yeah, well, first off, uh, Brother John, uh, Brother Ish, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Excuse me. Brother, I just want to start off by saying that's a fantastic question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me try to get focused here. Um <clears throat> I'm gonna probably have to say uh, the issues, like the the troubles. I don't know how I guess deep I want to get into this, but the the drama amongst my family and I uh, early on, man, uh, like the early childhood traumas, I guess I should say. I <clears throat> now I can honestly say that I'm grateful that it happened. It took a mm. it took a long time, um, and I kind of feel like in these canon events, um, like the Marvel universe and shit, there comes a point where they kind of reach that stage as well, where they, where they kind of get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I, where I am. It it took a while, but just like the physical, emotional abuse and shit like that. I really don't think I would be me without at least that degree or that level of challenge or like suffering early on before I kind of, you know, got any real grasp on what a lot of shit meant, you know? So, uh, without, um, by all means, we could talk into the deepness of where you are. We ain't got to get into the details of what happened uh, if you don't want to. Uh, let me ask this. <laughs> yeah, you said you said you're reaching my water. It's about to get, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> and I'm just saying because like, oh, sometimes we could talk on the outskirts of stuff and uh, by all means, that's details of your life that you might not want, you know, out in it. Um, let me ask, let me ask because you say you know I don't know for like let's say Marvel characters or whatnot I don't know that they ex- uh, accept them as like things they're grateful for as much as just the the shit that they have to deal with the re- uh, the results of so in your case um, mm. do you feel like you've reached a point of just acceptance do you feel like you reached a point of forgiveness do you really feel like uh you re- like what 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 is your place at now uh in regards to those childhood traumas and the people who um committed them against you mm. that's a that's a very good question um i guess you know just just getting back to what i said where i feel like there's a point where the characters like it makes more sense to them you know i don't know if they're necessarily grateful or whatever but i just feel like there's a point in those movies where even after it it might take um somebody having to like remind them or like you know explain it to them in a different way for them to like realize oh shit this is why this is why i am where i am now um <clears throat> man the, the the fucking forgiveness part i feel like i've been there for a while um just because I've seen my father since, I mean, like, like over the years, it's actually been years since I've seen him now, but mm-hmm. um, a while ago, over the years, I would see him from time to time. And there were times when I thought I was ready and I saw him and all that shit came rushing back, you know, like just right. the same. And like, it wasn't that I wasn't even tripping so much that all the shit came rushing back. It was that it all came rushing back and I was still, I still wasn't ready for it. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't ready to accept it then or, you know, mm-hmm. times prior. And I kind of, I wanted to run the same way I, you know, I did in the past. That's how I knew like, oh shit, yeah, I'm not ready to forgive this dude. Right. <laughs> I, could, I could talk a lot of shit, but I think like since then I've seen him and uh, it's been a lot lighter. Like the the experience is much lighter, at least for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have to like be all lovey-dovey and all that shit if it don't feel real, but um, you know how you say you can, you, like, you can forgive somebody from afar as long, but it's obviously gotta be like genuine. <laughs> in your experience, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it um, can be as genuine as you wanted to, boy. It could. Uh, there can always be a um, how should I say like, di- like distance limitations. Like I can I can forgive you as long as you across the street. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, um, I mean, like I'm not holding. I'm 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 considering it forgiveness because I feel lighter. Like I'm not holding that same anger and frustration and shit the way I used to. Like I was holding on. Like I feel like I've I've been able to let go of some shit and 
do my part. I can't control whether he does things or whether, you know what I'm saying? What yeah, he does about his part. I'm more so talking about this shit feels lighter for me. So I feel like I can handle myself better in those situations now mm-hmm. um, than I did when I felt like I had no control. Right. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. So uh, I feel like that did not answer your <laughs> your question. No, no, no. Uh, it did. It did. Because mainly I'm just asking, like, you know, where, where are you now with it? Um, because you had, ah. you had, you had mentioned, uh, that, that those heroes usually, uh, get to a place where they can deal with it. Mm. And so, got you. <clears throat> well, I just, I feel like, so where am I now with it? I still attribute moments of like lack of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Like I still, I still realize that I'm, I'm still working on, um, my, child self you know mm-hmm. uh, like definitely still working on my child self and like a lot of this time in my life man has been to like nurture that and like really pay shit pay more attention to what the fuck he was saying then and is still saying now you know what i mean like that li- and <clears throat> self-worth is a big thing bro that um that plays a, a like a big role even like standing up in front of like I was telling you guys, I got a new job and now we had this big orientation type situation. Um, the CEO was there and they wanted to introduce the new people and even things like that. I can like attribute, I can go back to moments <clears throat> then when I first felt that sense of like anxiety or fear or whatever. And it kind of got ingrained via different forms of abuse or whatever. And just that feeling of lack of self-worth and I can still trace that shit to like moments of my life now. I'm just mm-hmm. able to handle them differently. They don't feel like they have the same. I'm not saying oh, sometimes I do want to run for sure, but it's like I'm less likely to to come to that shit and realize I have other options, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I feel like I I'd say where I'm at right now. Am I? I've created a little bit of space between me, like <clears throat> between. I've created enough space to see that I have other options outside of just running every time that shit comes up. So, yeah, right. very much feel like some some drama, some sort of thing that um, it had to be to the same degree as long as it like fucked with my self esteem and like my 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 sense of worth. Like I, whatever universe I'm in, it would, I would have to have something like that to like help push me and drive me deeper to ask different questions in my life and figure out what the fuck um, it really means to me, you know? So you believe yourself to uh, to know like, you're saying in every universe, you need to go through a, a pretty uh detrimental level of of childhood trauma i'm not saying I'm, you know, I don't, I, no i don't prefer that <laughs> no, no i do not prefer that i'm saying but, yeah, um, i'm saying yeah, that 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 would kind of be what this equates to you're saying like hey in earth 888 888b <laughs> that 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 kid got to get kicked in the chest a couple times when he's six years old and <laughs> So you can learn. Yo, yo. <laughs> All right, I just want to say for anybody who's been through some shit or something simple, my it, yes, I did laugh genuinely when he just said kicked in the chest. I did. I'm, I'm sorry, yo. I'm, I'm not been on the news or any of any kind. That shit was just funny, dog. You know what I'm saying? We have, we have to be able to laugh. You know what I'm saying? And I've, you know, also anybody who wants to like judge or, or or leave crazy YouTube comments. I have been kicked in the fucking chest. I've been through a lot of shit. So I can I can't fucking laugh. <laughs> yeah. But um but like I just feel like something on that level uh, that fucked up my self-esteem. Like maybe it didn't have to be severe abuse and stuff, but like mm-hmm. something to that same degree that fucked up my self-esteem or self-worth. And I've been like <clears throat> it's got me asking different questions about it, it kind of helped me look over the years where my attention was going. You know what I mean? And like, was that, did that shit serve me or not? I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I would have been driven as deep versus, you know, like, I guess I would have been, oh, been, you know, let me ask this because no, I, I, I don't know if trauma is trauma, the source and something else is the catalyst <laughs> or is, was trauma, the actual catalyst. So like this, this point of growth that you're talking about, mm, of, mm. you know, like, 
dealing with your self-esteem and dealing with your self-worth and all those things was you wanting to recover from the trauma of the catalyst or did something happen or some relationship you had uh was that the catalyst for wanting to better yourself and actually address mm. those traumas that you had mm. um i think the pure frustration of feeling like for a long time fear the pure frustration of feeling like for the longest time <clears throat> i either had no like i had no control or like no option in a, in a lot of in, in regards to my suffering i was mm -hmm. like i was like oh fuck this shit is just automated i have no control over this it's always running it's you know um whether it was like art approaching a painting like a, an art project or whatever um just the pure frustration of like <clears throat> be always being curious i was always curious about a lot of things but especially like life religion whatever the fuck spirituality mm. whatever um so curio just, curiosity and ambition pretty much like pers yeah, personal ambition the, the fucking frustration i remember frustration, being so frustrated of like there's got to be something else. I can't live like this forever, you know. I mm -hmm. can't experience life through this perspective or through this view forever. This cannot be, and uh, and it's just feeling like I got that underlying shit always, all the time. Just the fucking frustration. And <clears throat> I guess I should go a little bit further and say, family members of mine were exposing me to different things spiritually that showed me that there were other options, but it took me 20 plus years to even take my own journey into even really discovering that outside of hearing stories and then repeating them. That shit don't mean nothing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I, I honestly, I attribute it. I think the wrong, the wrong view, the, the, the wrong identity. I'm not even for a lack of a better word, not trying to put so much, energy into good and bad, right and wrong, but just the unhelpful view that I took came from identifying, like really, really absorbing and taking in this idea that I was worthless, that came from the physical and emotional abuse and watching my family go through the same shit. So then that wrong sense of that wrong view or that view that didn't work, <clears throat> For the for the betterment of myself or anybody in my mind was kind of drove a lot of things and i would like to some degree be aware of it all the time and it just fucking would drive me crazy more you know yeah yeah well uh, <clears throat> I can, uh if i can affirm you much like the w on your chest here implies you're a winner and so uh, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it man <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you digging and asking good questions too, man, because sometimes that helps, um, that'll help me give an answer that perhaps I haven't really thought of, you know what I'm saying? Most definitely. And I think that's, that's, we, we talk a lot about, you know, how, how we're having these conversations and perspective and all of that. So I think, I think us having follow-up questions for each other is always helpful. Um, yeah. uh, Marco, AJ, um, <laughs> uh, y'all want to jump out there? Y'all need me to go? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll go with one. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit lighter. And, um, and I think, I think, um, we probably have a few throughout yeah. our life and it'll probably don't have to be, the, <clears throat> I think it have to be the exact same event, but something that maybe had the same, uh, outcome. Okay. So for instance, I'll, I'll give yeah. like, um, <laughs> So when when we were young and uh coming out of um elementary school and uh whatever. Um shout out to Banneker Achievement Center. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout yeah. out to Banneker Achievement Center. Shout out to the Bobcats. The Bobcats. <laughs> uh, yep. So I was always into art and doing art in my spare time and you know, in all different ways, and Adam as well. You know, but yeah. but um, 
follow, follow, follow my family's <laughs> path to go to, to West Side. But I would say one event that was kind of like a canon event is like the audition to go to Emerson. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> I say that because um, it, it forced me to to make a uh, why can't I think of the word a, a portfolio and um, conjure up the confidence to to go you know show others you know my my abilities and um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that the the event of the you know the actual audition gave me confidence for life and, and kind of affirmed through other, through the judges there. One of them I actually knew. And then uh, one of the teachers, it, it kind of gave me the confidence and um, that I needed um, to show me that I, that I did have some type of skill and uh, um, what's the word? I guess I guess it was it was mostly a confidence thing and a uh, a catalyst for for me to to keep being creative mm-hmm. and um I could have spent a lot more time on on my portfolio so I might you know <laughs> I might have I might have still carried that some um, procrastination throughout my life but. <laughs> as far as the creativity and, and um and the confidence, I think it gave me that. So that's that was one that I could think of like on the spot. That's a really good one. And yeah, really, really, what, really. What, yeah. What's funny is I don't even know if it occurred to me. I'm like, oh yeah, getting into Emerson probably is like a really a really big can event. And for <laughs> for meeting like my friends, like my main friends for mm-hmm. my life and I mean, not meeting. I mean, I pretty much already knew y'all except for Aaron. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was. I think I would do yeah. it again. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you, yo, that's that's crazy. You, yours <laughs> essentially is like, um, the catalyst. Like, it's the catalyst for us coming together. And now it turned <laughs> turned into this. Turned into this. <laughs> It merges yeah. y'all universes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I didn't yeah. even think of, you know, this in a artistic, you know, uh, and I, I can't go back now because I don't want to steal your answer. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I'll say, be what? You can't have more than one. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this much though. Um, I'm not gonna use that as my answer, but I, I might just agree. Like that, that definitely is. That's that's I think that's something for all of us because like and, you know I still create things and you know just have that same like mentality of you know not not deadlines for assignments but like like I want to get this done so I can move on to the next mm-hmm. kind of as if you know mm-hmm. we're in like Miss White's class or something uh, but um but for me I, I guess I'll go now but I, I guess for me um. I've, I've been trying to figure out what, like, and I guess for me, I'm going to go with my uh, adoption. Mm-hmm. And like, and I would say like recently I've been, when I say recently, I'll probably say, I don't know, like the last two years or so, maybe, <clears throat> maybe three. But but basically I've been, I've been thinking about it probably the most that I ever have, because like uh, as a kid, I didn't never really, I'm going to say never crossed my mind because it did, but it wasn't as, I wasn't as, uh, like curious about things like you know i just like i I knew that i was adopted from like the youngest that i could recall so there was never like this shocking like you know you've always you hear stories about you know a family sat their 18 year old down to tell them they're adopted if you ever i'm as an adopted person i'm gonna let you know that's a terrible idea to not do that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's best to just tell them as soon as they're old enough to understand i mean there's no well, I mean, there there could still be some level of uh, animosity, but I mean, right. at least they're they can deal with it as they grow versus spending you know almost two decades of your life thinking. Although, I feel like a lot of times you can just tell, mm-hmm. 
like these can't be my you know these I, there's no way I came out of this you know woman I don't look nothing like her. You have moments that that you thought that and kind of just didn't didn't want to go into thinking thinking no, no. about. No, I I knew I was out there <clears> since <throat> I, I just I feel like I've always known that. So there was mm-hmm. never I've, I never was I never got old enough to to think that because I was, I'd have been informed as you know like age three or something you know four. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh okay, you know, and I didn't at the time I didn't think anything of it. Like oh, right. um, because my parents Cause you know they that's that? kind of a young age to even be able to kind of process that you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that that's the beauty of of having the parents that I that I had because they were. I'm yeah. not saying they were the best parents on the planet, but for me in, in my situation, they being an need. adoptee, you know, uh, yeah, and and for me, I always always think about like you know, what if my biological parents were like on drugs? What if they were, you know, doing this? What if they? What if it was only one of them? Because one mm-hmm. ran off, like, and I'm like, I could have been, you know, and I was born in Dayton, Ohio, which is not a not a great place to raise a kid. So like, you it's know, who knows? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. who knows what my life would have been, you know, like, and then, uh, you yeah. know, an, another thing, you know, with the, uh, air quality being bad from like the, the fires and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom texted me, like, it was like the first week of this, like a few weeks ago. And my mom texted me to ask me like how I was doing with the, the air quality. Cause I actually used to have, used to have asthma, as a mm. baby, and that's what mm. she was. And that was to reference, and I was like, I, "Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't need more." So I basically just like, I don't need to have this anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, anyway, but no, like, uh, but she was saying, I, I didn't even know this until I was thirty-two. But apparently, my biological parents were smokers, and I was like, mm. I didn't know that. And it's like for most people, that's not a big deal because, like, yeah, I see them smoke every day, but I, I didn't get that, you know. So like. That and then there's things where like you know since forever like there would be small things like you know that people would say and it's like I don't know you know I don't know what that's like, like people are like dang you look just mm. like your mom I'm like oh you look just like your dad and it's like I don't you know and like when people would say stuff like that I'm not saying it would hurt my feelings or anything but it was just it would always be like a dang I don't even know you know I don't even know what my parents look like and I don't even know they were smokers until I was 34 years old you know so it was like. So I would say that that's a, a definitely a, a thing that's I would say I've come back to because mm-hmm. like I said for like a good twenty years I'm not gonna say it never crossed my mind but it wasn't like a thing I was really that interested in investigating and I'm and I'm not saying I'm gonna go on, out on a search to I'm not gonna do that to myself. Yeah, um, the A24 film. That, that was definitely yeah. gonna be one of like my follow up questions. Like yeah. if, that's, yeah. if that's something you're curious to do eventually is find out more about them. Maybe not, maybe not necessarily for the sake of meeting them, but okay. just finding out more about them. So like yeah. to get like you know family history, family tree, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. So I. So for that, yes, I am interested in that. But as far as like the dramatic meetup, I'm not interested in that. I just, <laughs> I just don't I think. You, I, yeah, I don't want to put myself through that. I don't want to put them through that if they're alive. I don't, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't even know. I can't even begin to speculate if they're even still on the planet or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that. And then just to, you know, I guess to wrap it up, like you know, that put me in this household where you know. I'm not saying I would raise my kids in the way I was raised. And what I mean by that is dragging them to church every Sunday, you know, <laughs> like not giving them an option to think mm-hmm. like for themselves in that regard. Um, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's bad to take your kids to church, no, no, but, no, for, just... but for it to be such a like uh, domineering, like, you know, mm-hmm. part of my life is like, dang, like, you know, um, <laughs> it's like, but anyway, I'm still appreciative of having a roof over my head, you know, there was never a day where I was concerned about where, where the food was going to come from. That was never mm-hmm. anything I had to worry about. Um, so I, in that sense, I can't complain. You know, like there's so many people that don't get that, you know, whether we're in the United States, whether they're outside of the United States, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So in that sense, and then also another thing I always, always consider is like how me and Kirsten met. And I was like, I mean, what are the odds? Because again, I was adopted, you know, from Ohio, came always to Indiana. She mm-hmm. was not adopted, but she grew up in like four or five different states as a kid. And I mean, what are the odds that she ends up in, in Gary, Indiana? Mm-hmm. We cross paths. So I always think of these things. And I'm not even like a 
I'm not a spiritual person, honestly. And I'm not, I'm not a universe person. I'm not a energy person. I'm none of that. But I'm I do all those things. <laughs> but but like I, I just also feel like, dang, what are the odds that you know two people that's you know were all you know just nowhere yeah. near each other end up in Gary of all places, you know? And it's like, <clears throat> um, so I do Yo, think like, dang, you know. That's so true. And you know, I feel like I had this conversation with Marco. I don't know why it stands. It stands. I'm sure we've had this. We've all had conversation, just us four of us, to to the wee hours of the night, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, but I remember one particular combo I had with Marco, just something that stood out about like we were talking about possibilities and probabilities about things, mm. and how like how can how can you ever really know what the probability of it? Like what are the what the probability of any fucking thing being guaranteed? You know. I just, it's just such a f- funny concept to me, man. You know, like, oh, there's a 60% chance that, like, what? You know what's funny is, that, like, I, <laughs> I, know I, what I'm saying? like, I, 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 remember- I love thinking about probability, but I don't, I know I don't think about, like, the specificity of it, I guess. Uh, like, I, I don't believe anything is impossible, but I think everything is unlikely. And so, like, uh, so, so I'm always in a place of like, it's probably not going to happen. But if it does, great. But yeah. it's probably not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I guess it's, it helps with the letdown. That's it what I'm saying. Oh yeah, for sure. It lands just a wee bit softer. You know. <laughs> you know? Uh, um, it is just funny. It's just like, yeah. what are the odds of anything happening exactly the way we? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the way it does. There's probably so much shit. That goes along with that. They will never fucking I, know how, you know. Uh that 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 is a thing uh with the whole multiverse theory and whatnot. It's like every everything in your life is one event or decision, et cetera, from putting you on a very different path. Um yeah. assuming you're even still a person. Like there could be a universe where you're a horse or like yeah. every Everything is made of nipples, like you don't know. Yeah. Um, and I know every. I know you can. I know things can be more predictable. Mm-hmm. That's why I think a lot of people are getting their like, you know, confidence in like saying this will, you know, this will happen, this will happen, or like their probabilities because things are predictable. But like, motherfuckers change the drop of a dime sometimes. Emotions change the drop of a dime. You know, mm-hmm. like so many things. Like that's the thing. Part of one of the things that I like about this these uh. Like superhero movies and just movies like that where um they go through that or i guess you can call it the um what is it the i guess most superhero movies are the what's that thing um the hero's journey there we go oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's just like they're going through that shit they're failing they're failing they're fucking up and then and then and then every time the villain just assumes we got this again because it's predictable based on the past and then the motherfucker's like nah you know, <laughs> not this time, dog. Not this time. <laughs> Satan or whoever, not whatever, today. whatever popular <laughs> phrase. Yeah, not the, yeah, not today, Satan or whatever. It's like <laughs> I just, I just love that because it's a reminder that you know, yes, things are predictable, but come on, man, what are the what are the odds of anything happening exactly what we we think or we know? That's real, Adam. I had another follow up question. Um, oh. Uh, if you're saying your can event is the adoption, is yeah. it being a uh is the hope that you are always adopted into a good household, or that in every universe you're adopted by these people? Uh, I know that that sounds like a kind of fucked up question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I'm just, no, it's not. It, I don't think. I don't look at it that way. Um. But it is a good question. I think, you know what? I think it's got to be them because, like, it's got to be Tom and Lillian because, like, mm-hmm. they, I don't know, they instill such a, like a, uh, like a dependability, I guess. Mm. And and I'm not saying all of it. I mean, they they brought <coughs> us all up the same way. I mean, it didn't take to everyone the same way because everyone's different. Right. But. I, I just think my the way my parents raise us is like, you know, from a very young age, we they raise us all to be very responsible and we can take care of ourselves. 
you know, independent. Yeah. And I just, you know, I love that. And, and, and I, and I grow up and I get into the workforce and I'm like, I can tell you weren't raised by people like my parents. I can just tell that, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can just tell because there'll be grown adults who don't know how to do like basic things. I'm like, I do not know how to do that. But, um, and for me, I don't want to trade that. Like, I don't want to be a useless adult. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, but not only that though, because there's other things that, that my parents did that, you know, like they supported, you know, for example, like a lot of like super Christian households, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like they, they're not as concerned about the arts. I might be making that up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm making that up, but it depends. I, but I, I just feel like my parents uh, are very supportive of like, if you want to do something, do it. Like it's not, there's never, they would, they've never been like, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only, the closest thing I, I could say that my parents were, which is odd because like almost everybody in my family was in the military at one point, but, mm-hmm. and I think it was a timing thing. But when I told my parents that I wanted to uh, join the, the air, the air force, my dad was like, I don't know, because this was like 2008, 2009, you know, the war in Iraq like was like, they, you know, taking the Iraq war at the point. Yeah. Time, right? yeah. So that was, that was more so the, the Concern. hesitation, yeah. which, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I'm here. So <laughs> I never mm-hmm. even went to Iraq, went to Afghanistan, but you know, but anyway, uh, you know, I, so, but, but besides that, they've always been super supportive. Like, you know, if you want to do that, like, you know, like when I left the, uh, the, uh, Air Force, they're like, is that something you want to do? Yeah, go for it. You know, and you know, just it, it, it's never like a. Cause I know a lot of parents. They're like, they 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 try to push their kids in a certain direction, right? Which, if it's a good direction, sure, I, I get it. You know, but also though, we also know parents that literally try to control their kids' life. Like, yes. oh, I think you should go to this school, or I think you should, yeah. you know, go after this career path. And my parents, they've they've always. You know, in fact, my mom, you know, she, she taught me, uh, she taught me how to sew like in high school, like when I was making I t-shirts, right. like my mom taught yeah. me how to, how to, you know, how to do that. In fact, I've actually been sewing again, but hey. for like the last few months, but, oh, don't um, but yeah, so it's like, <laughs> and I never even thought about like, until like maybe a couple years ago, how much of a, uh, creative my mom is. Cause a lot of times we, you know, this kind of like a term that we use in our kind of like in our youth, whatever. Yeah. But my mom, you know, she's in her 60s, like she's very much a creative, like, you know, she makes blankets, she makes, you know, uh, she sews, she crochets, she, she does like, all, all oh. these things. I'm like, and then my dad is the same way. Like I, and a lot of stuff, like the building aspect that I like to build and, you know, creatively put things together. I get that from, from him. So like, I, it's almost like, although I'm adopted, I've still taken these traits from my parents from both of them absolutely and kind of put them together because i do things that they both do like i like i'm not saying i like to cook but i think i'm a pretty good cook you mm-hmm. know and I, my parents taught me how to cook parents and the parents these days don't keep teach their kids how to cook <laughs> so um <laughs> you know it's, Yo, it's, so, so i'm appreciative tell you about these kids these days they don't know shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's valid it is valid but i, I love that, Adam, that. Man. i'm sorry no, no go ahead bro now, I was just going to say that I, uh, that's a testament, big testament to his parents, man. And I just love that, like, like that encouragement of being independent so early on, you know? Mm-hmm. And they like, and they just continue with that. It was like, okay, you want to do art? Go ahead. Like, that's just a continuation of let's encourage this independence. Like, you can do it. We've already, you know, you can yeah. be independent and figure these things out on your own. I love that. And like, I remember moments like, cause I'm listening and I'm thinking, and uh, what hit me is like, my aunt attempted the same thing and some of it slipped through, but I remember moments where I was just too busy dealing. Cause specifically when you were like, yo, you you, you run in a certain adult, so like, how the fuck can you not do that? And I'd be like, <laughs> damn, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, hey, come on, man. You're like, come on dog, you can't, you know? Like do your own laundry, fam. It's not it's not that hard. <laughs> um, but then I'm thinking, like, man, I remember also how heavy emotions are different things. Like it just fucking it thwarts your ability to learn even things that seem so simple, man. If you're struggling with that or really going through it, 
Yeah. Uh, no, it just it just brought me back to like moments when my aunt was pretty much doing the same thing. She's always preached that same like independence, and she would like always whenever whenever we were driving, she would always have us pull out the map and like tell her where we're going, like what direction mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And yep. checks and all these things. And I fought back every fucking step of the way, dude. <laughs> So a lot of it was hard. Adam was just simply less hard-headed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. hard-headed. But also, like, it got me thinking specifically the comment of, like, grown adults not being able to do shit. I'm like, man, I wonder how much I would have been able to get shit and, like, really absorb things better if I wasn't struggling with just heavy-ass emotions. It was hard to, like, really comprehend, like, retain right. the shit the way I wanted to, man. Right. You know? Uh Anyway, yeah, I wouldn't try I, to like break it down. I would just, I, it just really, it hit me because it parallel. I saw a parallel in my life and how what my aunt was trying to do. Yeah, you know? for me, just to add, just to comment on that, like the hard headedness. Well, in the Johnson heart household, hard headedness was not tolerated. So there was no, <laughs> there was no avenue for that. So it was like you're gonna do what you know the parents say, and yeah, that's right. It's just oh, that gotcha. you know, it's you know, uh, gotcha. but you know, I. I mean, you know, every obviously every guardian parent system, whatever, is different. So, right. and my my, you know, my dad just didn't play that. You know, my dad like even in this age now, he still works out. You know, he's still very much a, mm-hmm. a, a relatively fit man. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. even in his older years, he would still whoop us and beat us. And I know we're not supposed to do that to kids, but I was like, about to ask that. Okay, <laughs> I was about to yeah. ask that of all of y'all. But like, and I know Marcus has to go. Too, but I was about I, to. Uh, uh, Mar- my, Marcus, my bad, you did, you did, you did, you did. My yeah. bad. Um, I was about to ask that, like, because I don't remember ever hearing about. I know I got my ass whipped, and I know I deserved a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering about the rest of y'all, man. I don't know that it was like that. I, I, I don't did. know that I knew that y'all got, you know. Whipped, or maybe you just didn't do enough shit to get whooped. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! no, no. My, my yeah, mom was, yeah, my mom was the disciplinarian. My dad was the the jokester. But <laughs> um, as oh, as yeah, yeah. all y'all know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think the was it the worst two beatings I ever got. My mom whooped me from around. Uh, y'all remember how my room used to be around the hallway? Yeah, yeah. I like down uh, the hall, then yeah, like, like, like the, behind the wall in the hall. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, And so my mom uh got the longest belt she had when me and Jamal <laughs> were fighting once, slung the belt around the wall so it like wrapped <laughs> and, and lashed me across the back like a slave. And so uh that was one of the worst ones. Uh, from her and then my dad because he didn't really discipline and all that kind of stuff whenever he did it felt more it like his disappointment felt like the whooping oh yeah Yeah. and so i remember um uh after i got kicked out of tolleston i think i've said this before but after i got kicked out of tolleston and i still wasn't doing my fucking homework when i went over to candy king uh i had had like a g in art i forget about that (laughs) he was like uh and he was like, dude, what the? He's like, what the fuck? And he he was carrying the post tribune. <laughs> and he, he, he rolled it up and smacked me across the head with it. Because he was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, bro, no son of mine, I love anime this goddamn much and get a D in art. He's like, yo, yo, don't fucking drag him all the way. The art class was kind of whack, man. It was so bad. I just wasn't trying. It was terrible, bro. Was Smith Todd Blitz the teacher there? Because I know he was teaching at Kennedy King for a little bit. Or was it where he was teaching at? I think it was where he was teaching at. I don't know. I think the I think we had a woman. Did we have a we teacher? Like, <laughs> I, I just remember it being in a room that wasn't really our room. It looked like it used to be a wood shop room. Okay. Uh, I, oh, I, yeah, I could butt. teach this art class, man. Man, it, I just remember like all the classes were bad, but it was so remedial. That's how I knew I wasn't trying. It really was. Like we I'll were in, we were in seventh grade. We were in sixth grade, seventh grade doing fractions, and I was like, man, I did this when I was seven. Like this is some <laughs> bullshit. <Yeah. laughs> You're like, all right, today in the art class, we're gonna be doing paper airplane. <laughs> Yo, that might have been a real thing. They, just, they, was, like, they had us painted as a as the art project. Like it was bad. 
And I'm not even the visual yeah. artist. I'm I'm the one of us that's not a visual artist. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, why are we <laughs> why are we here learning about primary and secondary colors? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, that's that's funny. And so yeah, uh, yeah, I, I definitely got beat. My my mom did most of the beating though. Yeah, my dad. Same, was, my, my dad was the enforcer. <laughs> Both of my parents did some did some whooping, even Lillian. But obviously, you know, I would much rather my mom spanking than my than my dad. Yeah, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah, my dad, like, dude, he had this belt. You know, my dad worked in the steel mill. You know, they're just different characters. Right. Like, he had this <laughs> this this uh, leather belt, this thick, like, it had to be like, I don't know, maybe a good eighth of an inch, which that's pretty thick for leather. I yeah. mean. That, like, so that's what, you know, what, what he would use. And it's like, man, and like I said, my dad, is, he's not no small dude. Uh, like, you know, he's, he's a big dude. So that yeah. wasn't, wasn't a pleasant time, but in, re- in real life, yeah. if I, if I really think about it, I think I've heard Adam's dad say like 30 words in my entire life. <laughs> I re- no, he, Same. I mean, he, he, talk, he a preacher. So, I mean, or minister, I, know he I guess. I, I think it was just, you know, we were young. Like by the teenage years, you were driving or I was yeah. driving and just didn't see him that mm-hmm. much. But I was like, as I think about it, I I talked mm-hmm. to your mom way more than I ever talked to your dad. Well, yeah, because he was never, so, he was too. never, I mean, I think he was not a daddy dad, but he literally was just at work. So, I mean, because he, point. Yeah. you know, the time that we would be at the house, he would be at work. And then, and I was never there. Or, you know, like, I guess you could say, like, in in our years of growing up, like, mm. you know, he would probably get home about six or seven. And that, mm. so we're, if we're at the house, he's probably at work. And then I was, I never wanted to be at my house late anyway, like later right. in the day. So we were probably out. You know, so, work. yeah, so that, that's that probably sense. the reason. Work. Uh, but yeah. But shout out to them, uh, Tom and Lily and the great people. Um, but, uh, yo. Uh, what is mine? Okay, so um, I think my canned event is um, Adam smacking the shit out of me and telling me I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter at all. Uh, <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Adam That's got into a basketball squabble once. And uh, no, I no. Push- uh, no, uh, I, I I know I remember this story vividly. It wasn't basketball. We sorry to, to no no please please because my memory but, is. I know the story. Like, so we were having like a water fight. Ah, like water guns, was. right, right, right. Like water guns, water balloons, whatever. We had I remember everything. being outside of my house. <laughs> yeah, and like what happened was there was a ceasefire, basically <laughs> the equivalent of a ceasefire. But I was like, and I had this, and I had this big old like thirty-two ounce cup of water. We had everything, uh-huh. and like I threw it at you, like after we had already chilled out. No. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what that, happened. Yeah, that, uh-huh. And you pushed me, but because of where I was, I literally the, was standing the corner at the, the corner of the house. <laughs> so where the, a, the corner it's a is. a brick house. Yeah. So <laughs> you pushed me, and that crease literally, sent, you know, split my back, basically. And then and that <laughs> sensation did not feel good, so I slapped you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. It was it was such a reactive slap. I didn't even know it happened. Like, it took me a second to realize it happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. In my, Yo, I remember really in my whole brain, I okay. went, "Okay, so that's the end of this squabble." Because. I don't think I'm gonna re- I don't think I'm gonna retaliate after that. So <laughs> apparently, apparently I'm not a fighter. <laughs> okay, I thought he actually told you. Like you was about to like square up and he was like, Josh, wait a minute. Yo, take a second. This is a fucking yo, yo, this is a canon moment in your life right now. Do you really want to do this? Yo, do you really want to do this? You're not a fighter, bro. Like, like, I, I, you know when you just realize some shit, like in the moment you go. I don't think I'm actually gonna fight. So, uh, <laughs> this, I guess that's I guess that's not the person I am. It was, it, I don't even remember feeling like fear or like I think I may lose if I try to fight. I just remember going, "Huh? I don't." I, I, I think that's what, I think that's what, I think that's what the that's where the sentence is. That's the that was the period right there. Like I was subject, he was predicate. Be <laughs> enlightened. <laughs> 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 yeah, you with, it, you with that catchphrase. Just say what you want. <laughs> but no, that's what I mean. Like, but I don't, I don't, 
that, I think that's the funniest part to me was like, it wasn't like I went, oh man, if I, if I continue this, it's not going to go well. That was just, it was all reaction. <clears throat> like the reaction of like, hey man, come on, we stopped. And then, hey man, that fucking hurt. If you could have gotten back on that on that corner, man, you could have done some damage. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then my, oh my every damage was just like, yeah, I think that was the end of that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because it kind of just fizzled. It was like, uh, <laughs> we both stopped. Like, I, I don't know what we're supposed to do after this. <laughs> it, it, it literally was reactionary like you said like it literally was because it was so quick I'm like oh dang I just really slapped this dude like this <laughs> but I mean like, like when I say this it hurts so bad though like <laughs> no, I don't doubt yeah. that <laughs> like I just had to like, yeah. something I, needs I, to be done here <laughs> I, I feel like he was like yeah you were wrong like something just... needs to be done <laughs> uh, but you know, know what, what you though mean. yeah when, when it's that painful you gotta do something man no yeah <laughs> There actually was another time, there was no retaliation because it, it was an accident, but do you remember, my memory for these things are, are crazy, but this was, uh, we, were, we were actually wrestling at, we were at Banneker, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like third, fourth grade, and I don't know what <clears> happened, <throat> but all I remember is I bit my tongue, uh, but we you know with the sharp teeth, whatever they're called. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so one of those, like, went in my tongue. Oh, shit. So, so, you know, aggressively that there was a hole in my tongue. Um, Man, I'm, not saying, I, I'm not saying you can see through it or anything, but there was like- it definitely a, was a puncture. Yeah, yeah. there was a, a puncture. And that shit hurt so I'm bad. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I went inside, rinsed my mouth out. And like, you know, later in the day, you know, me, being the hot sauce addict that I am, oh, completely shit. forgot about that, you know, put hot sauce in my food and, and going to eat. And I'm like, it's just like, just, just I just pause. Like, man, this is crazy. Because there was literally like a hole in my tongue. Yeah. For, for a yeah. few days until it, you know, closed so up. Like, yeah, that that crap hurt. Oof. Yeah. You said that happened because me and you were wrestling. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but like, you know how kids are, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I yeah. my tongue. Like I say, it wasn't. Obviously, oh, yeah. nothing happened on purpose, but no, yeah. But I just stopped. Whatever we do, I just stopped and just went inside. Like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. If it, if it <laughs> started fourth grade, we were definitely on some WWF. Yeah, we had some we had some real extreme matches. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> outside, yeah. absolutely. Do y'all remember the bridge? Like the like that uh it was like the, the wooden playground, and there was that that bridge, and we just oh, yeah, had like yeah, these yeah, like yeah. Royal Rumble type. Mm-hmm. matches on the bridge but it was <laughs> it wasn't a sturdy service so that kind of made it more fun fun because yeah, we would try to like yeah, yeah. we try to push people off the guy, bridge is this is a candy king or banneker okay yeah, banneker. it's yeah. funny because i was because i was doing that same shit with lamont and no <laughs> funny man yeah. <laughs> funny how worlds collide like that man yeah yeah wrestling was it it was uh influence the, very in influential. 90s? hell yeah <laughs> yeah wrestling was everything at that time man for real yeah yeah, I mean, that. it had to be the, the peak. I feel like, I mean, maybe, may, maybe the eighties too, but mm-hmm. definitely the '90s, because yeah. it literally influenced the whole generation of kids. Yeah, oh. my brother had the Stone Cold shirts. <laughs> oh yeah, all the shirts, <laughs> merch, NWO yeah. shirts. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I like NWO stuff. I was still wearing. I love their logo. I was still wearing an NWO shirt. Oh yeah, that's cool. That was the movement, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, it was white and black or red and black. Got the wolf yeah. pack. <laughs> yeah, I was the wolf pack, bro, for sure. Yeah, wolf pack. Um, but oh, other, other kind of event for me, I'm I'm sure, just on oh. some more like really influential shit was um meeting Iaga. Oh, uh, because I think prior to that, I was always considered tall and just big awkward person, all that kind of stuff, and then meeting this <laughs> six seven motherfucker that's all muscle whose leg could go up. He was still doing his list at the time. Like he, like he, he could do everything and beautiful fucking dancer and just so knowledgeable and all of that. And so when I met his big ass, I was like, Oh, if he can do it, I can do it kind of shit. And so, mm-hmm. um, kind of being, being in his shadow for the last, I don't know, almost 20 years. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely a big thing. So probably those two, those two things definitely. Uh, uh, Adam slapping the shit out of me, and then uh, meeting uh, meeting I. Um, 
And in every in every universe, Adam has to slap the shit out of me. So I can realize I'm not a fighter. And I don't I don't think I'm not a fighter either, honestly. Um I think I will I will and have fought in yeah. other in other situations and whatnot. Um but I'm like, I that was the time I was like, oh yeah, like that there's no like reactionary thing like, oh, we gotta throw hands now. Yeah. That's not just a go-to thing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes I've I've had these thoughts like, man, I kind of want to get into a fight mm. just to see if I can fight. I don't even know. Like, cause like I haven't been in an adult fight. So like yeah. it's not the same as being in a fight when you're in the fifth grade. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and like, sure, damn, like I don't want to get in when I end up in the hospital though. <laughs> the thing but, is yeah. you don't know who got skills now. Yeah. Yes. Dude, and so also, many I don't know people capable of. <laughs> so many people have their candid events when they get their ass up and realize, oh shit, I'm not what I what I thought I was. <laughs> that, that's a, yo, that's a lot of people's candid events, man. Like yeah. you gotta, and you know, and they say like a lot of people who can't actually fight are real calm in those situations because they know they can fuck you up. And it's motherfuckers Versus, that like, are loud and shit like that who can't. Yeah, yeah. I to say yeah. I, I've had moments where I've like I had a weird amount of restraint for for not fighting people that I probably should have mm. just and and I literally look, would be thinking like damn I'm I'm really about to hurt this person like yeah. for real like <laughs> amount of rage yeah. in some instances and just like I had I had like calculated like yeah I'm gonna do this and that and this <laughs> And I knew <laughs> and I just I, I couldn't go and just really hurt that person because I know I was going to. And it was weird that I was so I, I, I was just so, so clear with that at a young age. Yeah. yeah that's but up. sometimes you do have reactionary stuff that you know Absolutely. it just happens so fast that you you do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> I know this is so crazy. I just, I really, this is about to be some wild shit, but I really wish Mike Tyson was on this fucking episode, man. <laughs> 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 really, yo. Man. All right, that's my, you know, that's, all, that's, that's so, what I got. <laughs> so real quick in our, in our last couple minutes, um, uh, I, I do want to do this. We always circle back to music in some ways. And so we're talking about canned events and uh, DJ Cannon, one of the pioneers of the game, Gangsta Grizzlies. Uh, <laughs> Cannon, Cannon. Uh, sorry, insert that. But that's, gotta, yeah, that's definitely. Gotta yeah, that's definitely gotta gotta find that. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, when you when you hear that tag, what's the first song that comes to mind? I'm throwing mine out there to make sure none of y'all take it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the art of storytelling part four, Andre 3000's oh, verse. God damn so I'm it! In, uh, 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 so I watched yeah. the viral. Uh, watching a bedroom. <laughs> Thought to myself, yeah. that's the shape of things to come. She said, why yeah. in the club you don't make it precipitate? You know, make it rain when you can make a thunderstorm. I'm like, why? Yeah. The world needs sun. The world needs sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite part. The world needs sun. <laughs> Yo, that's the best. He got the best one, Black. <laughs> <laughs> he got the best one. <laughs> For me, uh, like the only is, and it's not that I even I don't even re- remember any lyrics from the song, but I just remember the song. But there was a, a Lil Wayne song. I, th- I honestly think it was called Cannon, actually. Mm. And it was it was one of those songs where like we've all heard them. We're like the they use, yeah, yeah, I they, just they repeat they, they put the yeah. verse in between yeah. them saying <laughs> exactly. They used the sample as a word of the verse. Yeah. So, and yeah, I that think that was a big song. Yeah. I, I I remember this was like the era where like uh, I was hanging out with like. I mean, I always hung out with Lamont, but I was hanging out with Lamont a lot, and this, and he was really all about Wayne in this point yeah. of his life. Mm-hmm. So, the beat epic, it was like... <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, so I, I just remember that song for some reason. Um, and really, a lot of Lil Wayne mixtapes really because of Lamont. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I would say that song, honestly. I, I, li- I want to go back and listen to a lot of those uh, that yeah. the mixtape era, like the mid-2000s. It was um, actually pretty decent, man. Those yeah, mixtapes, like, uh, yeah. I would say, was better than some of his albums. That's a lot yeah. of yeah, yeah. The, like the, the the thing I, I like about mixtape or liked about mixtapes was like they didn't necessarily have to be 
poly- they didn't have to be about like anything, honestly. And which is fine. I, I don't mind that, you know, as a mixtape. But like when it comes to the studio album, I'm gonna need a little bit more, you know, direction. <laughs> like mixtapes, mixtapes used to be the shit because they will actually, uh, especially Lil Wayne, kind of, kind of created the fact that you use the best beats that that you like from other artists. Yeah, and do True. what you think, what you thought you should have been done, yeah. or put your style on it. Mm-hmm. But that's what mistakes used to be, and mm-hmm. that's oh yeah. And they used to throw some original beats in there, yeah, uh, from now and then. But that's what I really used to like about mixtapes because it would be some beats that I was like, man, I wish so-and-so would have been on that one or done that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. your favorite artist would do it. And it's like, dang, yeah. that it was like a match made in heaven when it came yeah. to that. That's what, that. that's what I used to love about like uh, the Fahrenheit for, uh, 115 mixtape. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like hearing... Um, yeah. Lou do a quick verse on like the talking about the hey, hey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dead presidents or oh, dead presidents. Yeah. Like, Chicago, oh, man. like oh, man. Like, that had to happen. Yeah. Fall, like, right? Like, like, for, like, for, like for me, an iconic <clears throat> mixtape for me is the uh when Pharrell did the uh that was gonna be my uh canon one. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. he did there's so many like RZA beats on there were well, not so many but I think there's a few RZA beats on there mm. which you know he's one of my favorite producers so it was at the time he wasn't per se mm. but it's interesting though because a lot of those that still that mixtape stands out in my mind because of the beats that they they chose to use mm. um, but anyway I, I just think that was an uh, underrated era although I think most people would agree that it was a great era yeah. <laughs> so maybe sure. it was underrated yeah so I'll, guess I'll just say you know when because uh, it the Pharrell was one wasn't like the most popular or whatever, but yeah. when when I feel like Pharrell did the Canon uh, mixtape, that was like marriage of two like cultures kind of because it's like mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that, and I always like when uh when I hear like an alternative <laughs> point of view on like some hard. Yeah, uh, music and stuff like that. So, I uh, I just really remember that point in time that happened. So yeah, that was that's my I don't, and I don't have a specific specific song, but obviously I could I could think of one of the, you know the the uh, the Wayne ones, but that was probably one of the most influential ones Great call. that I heard. Mm. Uh, the canon. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh. Mine, my favorite one was that Pharrell one. That, like, that was my favorite one. Um, but the only ones that I actually like that stood out to me that I remember most from that era are the little Wayne ones. I mean, it's the same shit we all say. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, Pharrell, he owned yeah. like I'm not, like I, I can't call myself a fan today. He, but to, he really I can't den- I can't deny that he yeah. didn't dominate the. the Oh, yeah, sure. He dominated like for those like three years. <laughs> like you can yeah, honestly like. <laughs> yeah. I've been a fan of the car. I've been a fan of a few of the Carters for sure. They surprised me. I was like, oh, this is like I didn't know that he could do this on like some of these songs. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that he could do this shit. <laughs> I guess like, it, it impressed me. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had like, the, I had the Carter the first one, mm-hmm. but I really I really used to like only yeah. uh. Uh, as as time went on, like I feel like he was uh, <clears throat> just using the same formula too much and just yeah. kind well, of that. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. But don't you want to put his feet in the blood? <laughs> he, was, <laughs> like, he was so overrated at, at one. Point oh to yeah, me. definitely. Yeah, I, for me, I yeah. think I think for him, I think I think when he can stay on track, when he can stay on it's topic. Rare. Yeah, yeah, rare. He's good. He's good. Yeah. But it's like he just starts rambling. I'm like, what? when you put and, out so much of volume, then it's it's hard that's to do that. Yeah. You just put out a lot of music. Exactly, and that's yeah, that's man. why I respect people like uh, Kendrick so much because like he like he'll he'll resurface, you know, <laughs> every four years or so, you know, make an album, go on tour, and then you don't hear from him. And I, I like mm-hmm. artists that do that because they give you an opportunity to miss them. 
So like, you mm-hmm. know, they like, actually go work on them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they, they live life. Refining, and, you know, and they're living a little. Yeah, like, yo, they're also living a bit too. And that's important. Just, you can't yeah. stay at a studio forever. You gotta like get some experience. You gotta travel yep. and do something. Yeah, talk. I have I have other shit to talk about. I guess. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, what's that one? The one song when Pharrell's like bragging about his new place and shit. Was that on that 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 mixtape when he's talking about? It's you know I just signed a new deal. Yeah, uh, I got a new crib. It's so lavish. It's so lavish. It's so spacious. That shit had me crying. That was one of my favorite man. I, I, yeah, I'm always dying that. when I hear that. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, listen to those today when I'm cleaning up. <laughs> and with that, yeah. we come to. I'm sorry, Marco. I just want to mention this one. This one album that I used to listen to is uh, you know how Pharrell had his solo album in my mind. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, um, Questlove had did a did a remix album like with with the um, hmm. like original beats or live beats from that album. Really, I know that really. was so. It was so dope. Like, I gotta revisit that because I used to listen to that all the time. <clears throat> Yo, put that in the group chat when you find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for real. Please do. Yeah, yep. We Shit. can uh, possibly put it in the liner notes of the YouTube too. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the description box, rather. But with that, we will close and thank y'all for joining us for another episode of the Informally Honest Podcast. We thank y'all. We hope that you'll join in the conversation. You know where to write us, informallyhonestpodcast at gmail.com and hit us up on IG at Informally Honest. And um, by all means, you can hit up the other ones too, Facebook, Twitter, informally underscore HP. And fellas, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Take that as a no. All right. So, that's <laughs> the song suggests, you know, uh, anybody, any person you connect with, any, uh, any kind of camaraderie and relationship that you engage in, and uh, whoever you stick it or get stuck by, uh, we hope that you'll be forthright. We hope that you'll be vulnerable. <laughs> And we always pray that you will be giggity goddamn honest. Appreciate you and peace. Love. Peace out. Good day. Peace, y'all. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Four brothers from the Miller neighborhood of Gary, Indiana. Four brothers from the Miller neighborhood of Gary, Indiana.